We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, we're back, bitch! Yeah, yeah, Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Back. Okay, uh, Got to get doing, this work in before Thursday. Our mock draft part two, doing 11 to 32 right now. We're going to finish out this first round. Uh, gonna jump right into it though. We got Miami on the clock. Boss, you're in charge of this team here. Damn, I had the number one pick yesterday too. That's true. Make it count. I'm, I'm Make leading, it count. I'm kid. leading off big time. Uh, I'm going Derwin James, the, the athletic freak who can pretty much play anywhere on this field from from safety to cornerback to maybe in the box. I mean he. <laughs> In the box, he can get in there. You know what I'm saying? He can mix box. it up. Yeah, fit in there. Um, the, the Dolphins don't really have a need at safety, given they have Rashad Jones and TJ McDonald on their contract. But they have issues guarding the tight end. And Derwin James, where Gronk resides in the AFC East, it's similar. It's like a similar move to what the Jets did in drafting Jamal Adams. Granted, he was, it's a different situation. He was BPA. Although, I think Derwin James is BPA, and this is what the Dolphins do. I mentioned Laramie Tunzel on the last episode. Fell right into their laps. They took him. He was easily BPA. Um, I think Derwin James goes here, and I think he contributes in a big way right off the bat. He's going to start on this defense day one. I mean, obviously, you expect that out of a first-round pick, but given the situation they're in, I still think he can step in and contribute right away and play anywhere on the field. For those of you who are listening and you don't know what BPA is, it's best player available. Turn up. I hope you know what BPA is if you're listening. What if you don't? <laughs> Best player available. Oh, BPA. I thought about the APA, but that's a different. There's uh, also wow. BPA is also like a like something to do with BIPA. No, something to do with like the environment. Uh, <laughs> God, that sucks. <laughs> Der- Derwin James had a rough <laughs> meniscus tear in 2016. He could have came out after that. Could have came out after, but then he, he returned back because he wanted to improve his stock and whatnot. Uh, he played with Ramsey at FSU. I, th- I want to say he was redshirted at the time. 
but they're both very like uh very chatty they like to talk a lot um Jalen Ramsey he became like a, a human highlight just off his post-game interviews and just getting it into people and Derwin James has that kind of swagger and yo Miami if they get a guy like that very versatile similar to Fitzpatrick how you could just move him around slot guy safety guy on the outside I think that's what you get with Derwin James it's crazy because many he's gotten Sean Taylor comparisons he's one of the most exciting players to watch I know our friend Eric was hyping him up the last couple of years. He he was one of the most exciting college players to watch on Saturday. Doran James? Yeah, he's a freak. All right. He's also like 220, 6'1". Jesus. Yeah, he has massive size as a safety. That's why I said he could play anywhere on the field, realistically. All right. Uh, next, we have the Bills on the clock. So, if I'm the Bills, I'm looking at this, and Denzel Ward's still available. Am I correct? Yes. And they hit on Shadavius White last year, but I'm I'm gonna say they're three out of four of their players on the in that backside of that uh, their defensive back core. It's pretty good. So number two corner is not really a huge need, right? So I'm looking at I'm looking at their linebacking core, and they need to get some more pressure, and they need to have an athletic freak that can really cover. And if I'm looking at what I'm looking at. I think Marcus Davenport is the pick here. Marcus Davenport is someone who's been up and down draft boards. Um, he's the edge rusher from Texas San Antonio. He had 17 and a half tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks. He's a freak athlete. 6'6, 264 pounds. The Conference USA Player of the Year led all defensive linemen in the 40-yard dash, which is uh, 4.58. He's second in the broad jump. Freak athletically. Um, he is uh, you know, one of those Mike side linebackers that could, you know, really have that chase and get and chase people around the field and and on and and get after the quarterback. So I think if you're looking for a defensive upgrade, which is what I think the Bills are looking for, uh, I think that the pick here is Marcus Davenport uh, from Texas San Antonio, and that's what I'm sticking with. UTA, UTSA. I'm sorry. What? Texas it's, San Antonio. Yeah. It's like very small school. All right. Uh, next, we have the Redskins on the clock. Redskins are going to take Vita Vea nice from pick. Washington. Best name in the nice draft. Pick, nice pick. So the Washington. Yo, Vita Vea sounds like delicious. He's one of sounds those. Sounds like mac and cheese. Dude, he's one of those new school DTs. I love him. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, so funny how Washington is picking a player from Washington, right? Ooh. Like that over there. I like that. Not different, different Washington though. Different Washington, yeah. yeah like Washington State, yeah, yeah. But the name of it, yeah, the I'm just saying, it's two different. Uh, play, the player ball. comparison. Ready for this one? Haloti Nada. Hello. But not Haloti Nada. <laughs> earlier this year, like or er, like early, early Haloti. Like three fifty, clog up I, all the space. Vintage Haloti. Yeah. I feel like that's a little racist. Haloti. Just giving him the Haloti not a comparison. No, no, no. Haloti. <laughs> yeah, Haloti's nice. Just because he's a this is cool Hawaiian, too. Yeah, Haloti. Tad racist. Here's a comparison. Why is that racist? No, nah, because uh, I'm just playing. <clears throat> oh. It's not really racist. I don't know. It was just the first guy <laughs> that, that I saw because he opened up so much for the linebackers behind him. And it reminded me of what Ray Lewis said about Nada when they first signed him with the Ravens, how it extended his career a couple of years to a high level because Nada was 350 pounds and would take two three defenders on Imagine so it was snacks too it allows you more that's modern. a good one too it allows you to roam as a linebacker and it frees up where if if a defensive lineman only takes on one blocker those other linemen could loop up the next level. to the next level For right sure. so with him that's what i like so 
takes on two blockers and frees up your linebackers. And, you know, Washington, they could use some help on the uh, defensive line. And think about that division. Right, you got to play the 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 Cowboys twice a year. That's a good running offense. You got to play Philadelphia too. You gotta you gotta match up the right way with them, and just clogging up the middle of the field is uh is the best way to negate those uh, run run offenses. Dude, funny thing about Haloti Nada. One time I was watching a Giants game, and Haloti Nada was like chasing Eli out of the pocket or something. My friend Dominic goes, "Dude, how can you not get away from this guy?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dom, he's fucking fast. Like, this is the NFL." Like, cause he's huge. Yeah, and he's like, I bet I could outrun him. I'm like, I'm, I guarantee you can't. We looked it up. He runs a four six. I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm not getting away from him. <laughs> he's like, that's a fucking fast guy. Especially not if you're Eli Manning. It's insane. Yeah, the fuck, I'll beat Eli backpedaling. Um, <laughs> next we have the Packers on the clock at fourteen. I got this. I'm taking Denzel Ward. This is not gonna happen. Nope. So if you're a Packers fan listening to this, don't get hype. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not going to happen. Okay. That's the. This is like the dream scenario for the Packers. Yeah, I think at this at this pick, like I'm keeping it short and sweet. The Packers need to pick whatever corner is best available, whether it's Josh Jackson or him or. And once again, taking a corner in the first round. They took Kevin King last year. Well, Kevin King was the first pick in the second round, I think, but he was their first pick in the draft. Yeah. And they need all the help they could get at at DB. Yeah, he's a little undersized, but this is a dude who's like being regarded as like a top 10 talent in the draft first team all-american all-conference if he's there you take him pack but probably not but for this one we're taking him right into the pack lambo leaping <laughs> we're over there with overrated haha clinton dicks right pair him up over there yeah <laughs> that's right could not help myself the overrated one but honestly the the packers out I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went calvin ridley here they just got rid of Jordan Nelson. They could use a little help with that wide receiver spot. They, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a little salty over there. They get him a nice little new toy to play with. Maybe that could be the move there. I mean, hey, possibly. Um, all right, fifteen Cardinals are on the clock. Imp, what do you got for me? <clears throat> I'm gonna have fun with this one, fellas. <laughs> all right. So despite having uh, what we'd call dinosaurs uh, at quarterback, the Cardinals with uh, Mike Glennon and uh, Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Right, one's thirty, the other one's I think thirty-three or thirty-four, and has the kneecaps of an eighty-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Does he even have kneecaps anymore? Yeah, probably Despite not. Despite that, uh, our quarterback is still a need, you know, one hundred percent for the Cardinals. And I think uh, what's interesting is uh, their new head coach. For those of you who don't know, his name Steve Wilkes. He comes over from the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And what did the Carolina Panthers have? A dual threat quarterback. Yeah. Right. And so I think Steve Wilkes comes in here and he wants his own guy, and I think he takes. Arguably, the quarterback with the most upside and the highest ceiling in the draft, Lamar Jackson, out of Louisville. Hey, yo, Lamar! And like, look, a lot of people. Look, you can you can make the case that this is a reach. Like, that's fine. I, I'm not gonna like argue with you. But the truth is, every year, more and more teams are trading up for quarterbacks. Last year, it was the Chiefs trading up for Patrick Mahomes. Not a lot of people saw that coming. So you really don't know, right? So it's like, why risk it? I, I just go after the quarterback. I take him at 15. Uh, he's a beast in the red zone, dual threat. Um, he has experience under center and out of the shot a gun, which I think is important. Uh, and another thing, uh, he's willing to take a sack instead of throw something on the run or throw a pick. Um, so that's what I like about him a lot. Um, his frame, you know, the frame is a little bit of a concern, but um, you know, if he sits on the bench year one, you know, sit in that NFL, uh, you know, weightlifting program or whatever yeah. the case is, 
get them get them nice and beefy for uh, next year. Beefy. So I think I think Lamar Jackson would be beefy. a great fit for Arizona at fifteen. That's my pick. I think that's a dope scenario for him because it's also a dome team. I think that he'd be a guy that could benefit from playing indoors instead of worrying about the weather conditions out- outdoors and like some other venues that he'd have to go play in. So I, I think that's an interesting one. I probably wouldn't go there. Uh, that's another guy I'm not that high on. Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, I'm not really sold on. So I'm a what, big A.O. Lamar college football guy. One thing that we've seen from the, the Cardinals is they don't necessarily dra- uh, draft and develop quarterback talent very well, but they're good at recognizing kind of like who's done and could use a second chance. Like the Oakland A's of the mid-2000s and early 2000s of the NFL right now. So, like, they're not really good at developing that talent. So, we'll see. If they end up getting Lamar Jackson, who it seems like he'll be successful only if he goes to a place that is willing to change their offense to appease him. Uh, so, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. I think, I think it's a good guess. So I think that that is where he's going to go. To Arizona? Think, yeah, I think Arizona's going to take him. That'd be interesting. His jersey would kind of look the same. <laughs> Both Cardinals, too. The Cards. Yeah, free Kodak. You ever seen that? <laughs> I was like, where the hell did that? Anytime, anytime he had oh, like a he like a three month, right? yeah, like a three month stretch where every time he get an interview, he'd be like, "All right, thanks, Lamar, you're back, free Kodak," and you just keep walking. That's hilarious. Yeah, got it. Fucking hope the Giants take him at two. Oh. Kodak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If the Giants take him at two, this podcast will probably be on hold for a few days because yeah. Nick will walk out the door. I don't know what you'll do. I'd be so confused. I'd be like, okay. I honestly, I'd be excited. I'm like, all right, fuck it. We're not. We're just gonna fuck around. I'll play. Is Kodak free now? No. So he might say it on the podium, like free Kodak. That'd be great. That'd be hilarious. No, that'd be amazing. <laughs> How you doing, Roger? Free Kodak, by the way. <laughs> all right, later, dude. Thanks. Um, all right, next we got the the Ravens on the clock. Boss, what do we got? The Ravens. The Whiteout Corpse is saying, "Help me." Mm. Go go back to the head mat again. We tried. Three years ago now, Brashad Perriman in the first round. Impy's boy. Yeah, kept Brashad. him on the bench of the fantasy squad boy. all year. The sleeper, sleeper. We threw Ryan Grant a ton of money and came up some BS excuse to get out of that. We got Michael Crabtree. We went out and signed uh, our boy Dom's boy, Willie 1B, to an offer sheet. <laughs> Willie Sneed, 1B, baby. Willie 1B, who right as of now, the Saints have time to match, but he's probably going. I don't think they're matching that. Um, but we still need some wide receiver help. I'm not confident with that group. We're going Cortland Finnegan, 6'4". Cortland Finnegan is not the player you're going for. Cortland Finnegan. I'm bugging. There Yo, you see what you've done? Cortland uh, Finnegan. Cortland Sutton. on his chin again. Man. <laughs> you see what Tim has done to us, Cortland yo? Finnegan. Yeah, Cortland blame it on Finnegan. me, but I'm going to blame it on the fact that I stay around you guys. How about that? Fuck you guys. <laughs> yo, Andrew right? Johnson beat the shit out of him. Remember that? Yeah, well, helmet off, too. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. 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 Cortland Sutton, 6'4", can stretch the field, average 20 yards a catch in college. Jesus. So he can get up, red zone threat, something they need. Uh, they do have Crabtree there who puts it in the end zone, but I like having two options down there. And you got what better fit, Cortland Sutton, you know, a young guy, missed on Brashad Perriman three years ago. That experiment is done. So start over with Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, to me, I'm like, the Ravens need all the help they could get, honestly. Uh, all right. 
The next pick, 17, we got the Chargers. Tim? So I'm looking at my team from the Chargers, and I see like the peripherals look real nice. We got some edge rushers. We got a good secondary. We got some good weapons on wide receiver. We got a good quarterback. What do we need? We need ourselves a tackle. And the best tackle available in this draft is out of Texas, and his name is Connor Williams. Uh, six foot five, 296 pounds. He gets slotted in opposite of Russell Okung, who can play either right or left tackle, depending on where they're going to go. Um, if he gets slotted in at right tackle, it takes a lot of pressure off a rookie being a left tackle against a, a, for a QB that's completely just immobile. Might as well be a statue back there. So I think if you're the Chargers, you're looking at, all right, now, really how you would make a contender. Nick, what did you eat, man? Yeah, it was gross. I ate the same stuff that boss ate. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. not saying much. So, Chicken get, fingers deluxe, baby. It, it literally, yo, Joe took a shit in the bathroom, and then Nick went upstairs. Yo, why are you blowing boss, me up? Yeah, boss took a shit upstairs. Damn. Nick bro. farts in this room. This entire fucking apartment smells like pure in shit. In terms of saints. No, yeah. I just haven't farted yet today. Don't just, don't worry. I'm going to be farting and smoking you guys out yeah. soon for this. All right. Fuck you guys. I'll blow a fart right All right. Yeah. Nick Williams. Connor Williams, excuse me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Connor Williams. I've taken too many shots. Time, time to get the inside game. done. You got, you got all the weapons on the outside. The way you build a contender, those from the inside out. Let's get the inside done. Let's go, Chargers. All right. This is the year. It's now or never. Next, we got 18th pick. We got the Seahawks on the clock. Nick. Uh, the Seahawks lost Paul Richardson this offseason. He left and went to Washington. They need a wide receiver. I think the wide receiver to get, my favorite wide receiver in the draft, Calvin Ridley. Interesting that he went as the second wide receiver on the board. So, Boss had that option and went yeah. out, went outside of him. Interesting. Cortland Sutton. Interesting. The Mike Williams of this year. So, he's the best route runner in the draft. And I think that comes with him being a 24-year-old rookie when the season starts. So, he's a lot older than all of these guys. So, maybe that's why he's the most polished wide receiver of all of them. Uh, that was a head-scratcher when I saw his age. I didn't really know his age. I just assumed this kid's in college. He got to be 21, 22, 22 at, me- at the most, you know, like the oldest he could be. And um, my biggest concern with him is that he has a tiny frame. And going up against a corner, like a Richard Sherman kind of corner, a physical corner, I think that that's where he could struggle. But he's a very shifty wide receiver. And, look, he was the, the main target for Alabama the last couple of years. And Nick Saban even said that he's he's the best wide receiver prospect he's had since Julio Jones. So that's saying a lot because he did have Amari Cooper in between that time too. So I think Calvin Ridley going to to Seattle could be a nice nice uh, game changing player for them. And don't forget this: they don't need him to be the number one wide receiver because they got Dougie Fresh in the slot, Doug Baldwin. So I like this move for Seattle. And you got to keep Russell Wilson happy, and you got to keep Russell Wilson. Uh, being able to get the ball down the field to guys that can get downfield because that offensive line is a shit storm. So you need to guys to get downfield. Remember, I was talking about a complete route tree earlier. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, he yeah. can run a complete route tree. Guys, guys got all the routes down, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. All right, the next pick we got the Dallas Cowboys. I have them. I have them taking DJ Moore here. Uh, you lose Des Bryant. He is out the door. Wants to play in the NFC East, wants to play you guys, but anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, he was basically dead weight anyway. And then you add the Big Ten receiver of the year, six-foot guy, runs a 4-4. Not the best 50-50 guy in the world, uh, but 
he also played with four different quarterbacks last season, uh, so maybe that can contribute to it. But like, I feel like DJ Moore was lower on people's things and like shot up towards the uh, end of the year. Um, and the Cowboys definitely need a wideout to add some balance to their offense because without Dez there, I mean, without any real threat on the outside, this team is very one-dimensional. It's like you're you really know what's what's happening. We're gonna hand this ball off a hundred thousand times this season. So you get uh, you know a wide receiver like DJ Moore add add some balance there. Let Dez have someone to throw to other than fucking Terrence Williams. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. Cole World. All right, Cole Beasley. Nick uh, has been on that Cole. There's the ga- there's the there's the game changer. I've been on that J Cole. Get familiar. Cole World. Cole World. That's been the best wide receiver on that Cole team for Bloody. four years now. <laughs> Look who's still standing tall. Cole Beasley. Terrence Williams. Somewhere. And he can rap. Alan Hurts. Cole Beasley. Yo, if you haven't heard Cole Beasley's rap yet, get familiar. His punchlines are re- are like for real. I probably wouldn't be able to take it seriously. Yo, yo, Cole Beasley looks like he stinks, and he talks about it too. He's like, "Yo, I'm a, I'm a football player. Like, this is, this is my life. I fuck with it, yo. This is, he's, he can rap." Okay. Anyway, uh, we got the Lions on the clock. Impy, what do you got? <clears throat> All right, guys. I'm going. Harold Landry, edge rusher, BC, out of Boston College. Uh, some teams think he's a right defensive end. Some view him as a 3-4 outside linebacker. Uh, there's a new head coach in town in Detroit, Matt Patricia, uh, New England, former uh, New England defensive coordinator, who's known to sort of show you many different fronts. Uh, and so I think he's going to fit in being versatile like that. He can stand up. He'll, he'll, he'll get down. Uh, I like that versatility, and I think so will Matt Patricia. So I think this is sort of a match made in heaven uh, for the – for Detroit and Harold Landry. Uh, what was it? 16 and a half sacks in 2016. Uh, and then he hurt himself this year. He wasn't as productive because of a high ankle sprain. But uh, him and uh, Ziggy Ansah on one uh, on opposite sides could be a nice little one-two punch uh, in a super versatile defense. So I really like to fit. Uh, yeah, Harold Landry, edge rusher. I have I have a little concern with him that he uh, he only had five sacks this past year. And I know you said that he was hurt. Mm-hmm. But also, he went up against tackles that are not going to be day one or day two picks. So he went up against weak competition this year in the ACC at the tackle position. Because according to Tom McShay, he doesn't have any of those guys being day one or day two picks in that mm-hmm. conference. So that's a little worrisome if this guy could, you know, going from 16 and a half sacks to getting five sacks, I think is a little bit of a concern for me, considering that there's not that good of competition that he's going up against. I hear it. I'm going to chalk it up to the injury. Hopefully, it was like a nagging injury. Uh, and look, when you have 16 and a half sacks and, and, and you're you're an NFL talent, how hard are you bringing it that next season, right? Think about it. Yeah, it could be like a Clowney situation, but the difference between him and Clowney is that Clowney was everyone's unanimous yeah. number one overall pick where this guy is a first-round pick, you know? So, But yeah, that could be it. Uh, I mean, for his case and for Lions fans, you better hope that's the case if yeah. that's your pick. Yeah. Not, that, not to say he's dogging it, but... You know, you, you prove your worth your junior season, and then yeah, your senior you year, you're, you you get hurt. It's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. Yeah, that makes sense. I hear you. Uh, all right, next up we have – where the fuck am I? The Bengals. The Bengals. 21, the Bengals, boss. What do you Via got? the Bills. Via the Bills. I'm going Mike McGlinchey. Hope I got that right. Fire Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey. Uh, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. That's right. I took yeah. his uh, the I, glinch. I actually drafted um, 
Nelson. Quentin Nelson earlier. His partner in crime. So I'm going tackle. I think this is the first tackle off the board. No, nah, I think we had a uh, we had one. Yeah, Tim took a tackle before. Kyle, well, Kyle. Bengals. I'm keeping it simple here with the Bengals. They lost Andrew Whitworth last year in free Fall agency apart, yeah. to the Rams, and we saw how much of a big piece he was on that team. The turnaround they had, the turnaround Jared Goff had with that blindside protection. So I think they go this year into the draft, replace him with Big Mike, who's another older player, 24, 25 years old, and he's. You know, established. He has trouble with speed guys coming off the edge, but he's solid in the pass blocking game. And I think he'll step right in. It could be, you know, another long term tackle like Andrew Whitworth was for the Bengals for a long time. Hmm. One thing that worries me about both Nelson and McKinley, everyone seems to be the on Nelson. They played on the same side of the line. They're both all pro type talents. I wonder how much they helped each other. That's my only concern. That's why I went with Connor Williams because I don't know how good McKinley is without Nelson and how good Nelson is without McKinley. McKinley. I mean, they're going to play sorry, with NFL I'm, talent that's now. That's a good one too, yeah, McKinley. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I just don't know how good they are without each other. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's so fun. That's a lot better of a take than Haha Clinton Dix on the last episode. Listen, I admitted that he's not a bust. Well, you're going to be as good. <laughs> he's not as good as he's supposed to be. I can't wait till he sucks this year again. <laughs> Yo, you know what's coming, right? All pro, if he gets tackle, player of the year, kind pro. of. Uh, How does he do yeah. it? Look at ha ha! <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at you. I'm gonna say ha ha. Suck, <laughs> suck my Clinton dicks. <laughs> you, wait, did you say clit and dicks? <laughs> oh, I didn't, but I should have. Yeah, Yo, that uh, right. I don't have, I don't have a clit. Yeah, Josh's fantasy team name in our league was ha ha sit on dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that uh, All right, next we have the Bills. So I already picked for the Bills earlier, and I picked them a linebacker, but I think they're going to go back to that linebacker core, and they're going to try and now take a linebacker who's who, according to Mike Mayock, is the best drop-back zone linebacker in the draft. And that is, I'm going to get this right, Leighton Vander Esch, or, or how Impy says, Vandersex, for those of you guys, the road, <laughs> was that road trip, right? Yep. For those road trip fans no, out there. No, uh, Euro trip. For your Euro trip fans out there. you know Club Vandersex. Club Vandersex. Um, he could drop back in, in coverage. He's super athletic, um, smart player, makes all the plays, um, was showered with, with awards at his time at Boise State. Last season had 141 tackles, eight uh, and a half tackles for loss, um, four sacks, two interceptions, five pass deflections, and four forced fumbles. So this guy was literally, you heard, you heard his name no matter what Boise State was doing. Yeah, and that's it. It's lit. I also came up with a bar the other day about Boise State that I think is fire. Listen to this. Ready? This is probably bad. No one's safe. I'm going to take yours and get my Boise States on blue turf. That's bars. I don't. Okay. My boys of states. <laughs> and get my boys these states. Oh, I see. Mm, yeah. That's pretty good. Word, pretty good. It's called good. wordplay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Not A minus. A minus. I thank you. That. Thank you. Thank you. You don't just get a draft. <laughs> you know, you there's going to be a lot of you. report cards handed out after these drafts by scouts. Probably us. Yeah. So uh, I'll start it early with an A minus on that bar. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, next, we have the Patriots. The Patriots lost both Fleming, the right tackle, and Solder in uh, free agency. They're going to take Colton Miller, the offensive tackle of UCLA. I like it. Uh, Josh Rosen's uh, 
protector since he blocked on the edges for him. And look, they need to adjust the offensive line because you can't lose your two tackles and you got to keep Brady upright. Brady's not getting any younger. And last year was the most that he's been hit in a very, very long time. So if you're the Patriots, you got to bring some help over for uh, Brady and this offense. I'm going Colton Miller from UCLA at the 23rd pick. It's lit. Uh, next at 24 is Caron. <laughs> You're right there. Bro? I think I just swallowed like a bug just now. <clears throat> okay, little, 24th pick. Dicks. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> let, it, let it go to him. Uh, the 24th pick. We got the Carolina Panthers. I got him taking Christian Kirk here from AM. Um, smaller guy, but like great route runner. Reminds me of like Golden Tate. You know what I mean? Like, strong dude, little guy, but, like, can make, make the throws. The only thing is, like, the things I've been reading about him is that he doesn't have, like, a big window to throw into because he is 5'10", but he's fast as shit. Run good routes. We need a lot of help out there in uh, Carolina in the wide receiving core. So, I'm going um, – I think this is the next best available also for wide receivers. So, Christian Kirk to, to Carolina. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian. I know uh – Allen, our buddy Allen, who's been on the show many times, and all of uh, Falcons Nation is not too thrilled when they hear that name. But when he was the coach of UCLA, he said that he was very upset that he couldn't land Christian Kirk in uh, in recruiting because he thought he was the best wide receiver prospect he's ever seen. So that's high praise for uh, Christian Kirk. That is high praise. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's makes uh, me a lot more interested in Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is going to be dope. If he go to Carolina too, that'd be nice. Uh, all right, now at twenty five, we got the Titans. All right, so GM John Robinson went to work in free agency. He filled some holes. They signed Dean Lewis at running back, Benny Logan on the D-line, and Malcolm Butler on the secondary. Now it's time to replace the Jets signing Avery Williamson at linebacker. So I'm going Rashawn Evans, sugar Rashawn Evans, right, for our uh, MMA fans out there, uh, out of Alabama. So he knows a good inside linebacker when he sees one because he was part of of the Tampa Bay front office that drafted Quan Alexander in the fourth round Word. of the 2015 NFL draft. If I'm not mistaken, uh, John Robinson was the director of player personnel. So he um, was like, would you call that the head scout, like the number one scout? Like when you're in, when you're, when you're the head of uh, player personnel? Yeah. Yeah. You're That's probably like in charge move. of the uh, scouting moves. department yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. So he knows a good inside linebacker. He knows a good linebacker, inside linebacker when he sees one. Uh, I think it makes sense. Um, Brian Arakpo and Derek Morgan are aging and nearing the ends of their contracts as well. So I think not only does it, it make sense, you know, for the position, but it also makes sense as best player. So I'm all in. Uh, Sugar Rashawn Evans out of Alabama to the Titans. 25. Ooh. Uh, all right. Now we have 26, the Falcons. Balls? Uh, they, they did lose two big players on defense. Adrian Claiborne went to the Pats. In free agency, and Don Terry Poe went to the Panthers. Panthers, yeah. But I'm going on the other side of the line, and I'm going to take a guard, Will Hernandez, out of UTEP. Um, Four-year starter at UTEP, All-American. Really good in the run game. Uh, run blocking at the next level, too. You know, the second level, getting out there. He's quick, agile. I don't know if he'll start for them right away, but I'm just going to, you know, build up on that offensive line. Could help the run game, like I said. So I'm going to go there. They do need, like I said, help on the other side of the ball. But I didn't like uh, any, anyone enough to go here. So I'm taking Will Hernandez. All right. And uh, 27, we got the Saints on the clock, Tim. 
Usually the Saints need some defensive help in these situations, but their defense was actually the superior unit last year for the first time in a long time. Their offense was still a great unit, so I have high hopes for the Saints this year. As everyone knows, the Saints are my squad this year, so I think they're going to be right back where they were, but they're missing one dimension on offense, and that dimension is tight end. And when it comes to Sean Payton, he's looking for something very specific, and that's a tight end who could stretch the field. Um, on the defensive end, they already signed Demario Davis. They signed Patrick Robinson, who's going to give them another. That's a slot corner who could line up with Crawley and with Lattimore, and that's that's a three-corner combination that's deadly. Also, so, Marcus Williams, too, who I know a lot of people threw under the bus because that mistake he made, the missed tackle, but he balled out for them, too, and he, he was did. a rookie, so you add him into the mix as well. And they re-signed Alex Okafor. They signed Cam Meredith on the offensive side as well, which I think is going to be one of the one of the sleeper fantasy pickups of the year. Um, but I'm going with Dallas Goddard, tight end out of South Dakota State. 6'5", 255, has the fastest first step of any tight end in the draft. Um, that's super important about getting off the line. Uh, he led all tight ends in reps at the combine. It's the only drill that he did. So the only drill that he did, he led all tight ends in. He hurt his hammy, so he couldn't do the rest of them. 164 catches over two seasons. Can stretch the field and make catches at all three levels. And the man does not lack confidence. When they said, who are your comparables? He said Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey. So not a uh, shy young man at all. Now, there's, there's two more tight ends in this draft that could be really good. Uh, but I'm going with who the the scouts say the third best but he's been flying up draft boards and uh he's been linked to the saints a lot and just looking more and more into who he is and who the saints need i see the connection there so i think the saints and you know um sean sean payton who never does anything by the book uh i think he goes away from the book here and takes dallas goddard tight end from south dakota state mm. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, we got at 28, I got the Steelers. I got the Steelers taking Josh Jackson here. I think this is another player that may not fall. I think that he's a very talented player. A lot of people have him higher up in, in draft boards. Uh, big corner, 6-1. Uh, ball skills, too. Better in the zone than he is in man, but just still very good all around. Uh, but I think the Steelers secondary could use a guy like him. I mean, I've read some reports that... They want Rashawn Evans, but, I mean, in this draft, the boy went. So I'm going uh, Josh Jackson here at 28. Uh, 29, we have the Jaguars. Nick, what do we got there? The Jaguars, I got them taking De'Aaron Payne from uh, Alabama. I was considering for the Falcons when I named those guys leaving. Yeah, so this is another case similar to Jonathan Allen last year. Remember Jonathan Allen dropped all the way down in the draft, and he wasn't supposed to. This is another thing. With, yeah, you dropped to Washington. Um, I think at this point, Jacksonville... Now, Jacksonville already has a very solid defense and defensive line, but just build on your strength, man. Don't just keep making your strength stronger. Uh, you don't want to try to get cute and address a need. Just take the best available player. And at this point, the fact that Payne is still on the board is a little crazy. It is, yeah. So, you know, he didn't have many sacks. A lot of people say that... You know, he I, I believe he only had three or four sacks during his time with Alabama. But uh, ready for another player comparison? Mm -hmm. Snacks Harrison. Ooh. I know all my player comparisons. I mentioned giant players. <laughs> but he's a guy that's going to clog up a lot of holes. And he's going to be an elite defensive run stuffer in the league. Uh, all right, cool. 30, we have the Vikings. Impy? Yeah. I'm going Billy Price, offensive lineman from Ohio State. So. Hey. He won the Remington Award, which is the nation's best center, uh, and he also set a record for most cons for for consecutive starts in program history with fifty five. 
coming from Ohio State, that's impressive, right? I feel like they just have stud linemen, just like mm-hmm. fourth rounders, third rounders, whatever it is. Um, so that's impressive to set that record at that school. Um, the only sort of red flag is that um, he suffered a partially torn pectoral muscle uh, while participating in the bench press at the combine. Um, incomplete tear, minor, all things considered, he's one of the top best linemen, and he'll start, in my opinion. So take a kid that's going to start immediately. <laughs> this kid's passing the mic all the way. Uh, all right, <laughs> 31, uh, Nick, uh, boss, I'm sorry. Pats. Pats on the clock. I'm going Mike Kosicki, tight end, Penn State. Uh, really big part of that team in the last two years. And um, Gronk, the old clickbait, right? He's not well. He's not showing up for voluntary workouts. That we know. I believe Gronk a little more, a lot more than I believe Brady. I think that's that's not clickbait. I think he's actually contemplating this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, if I still like you know the two tight end system, they they've run it for a long time. Um, he'd be. I think a better fit than Scott Chandler was when they tried to bring it back a couple years ago. <laughs> that Scott guy. Chandler. That's my guy. The GOAT waiver pick. <laughs> Over who? Uh, who uh, it was someone dope that you passed on. <laughs> I want to say, yo. It was a running back. It's got to be dope because it's been held over his head for like three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it like David Johnson or something? Nah, no, no, it wasn't like that. But it was a starting running back that was pretty solid that you passed I will on. say this. My team was nice. I only needed a plug and play for one week. So I took Chandler because he was getting mad looks. And he, I ended up winning my week. And like he put up like, all right, points. I didn't need the fucking. So it, it was bad pickup though. It would be interesting to see Gusecki and, and Gronk you know, lining up on each end of the formation. Here's a I got a I got a player comparison OJ Howard, I think he's OJ Howard because in Alabama he wasn't utilized the right way, until they went into those games against Clemson and they had to use him in different scenarios where in in Alabama OJ Howard was asked to be a uh, a run blocking tight end, then he gets to Tampa Bay and it wasn't until he started going towards the tail end of the season where he started to become a bigger piece of that offense going downfield. Yeah, and then he got hurt. Running, they had him running like wheel routes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he got hurt. So I, I think that with, with him over in Penn State, it was the same thing. Like he was their clear number one target going downfield, but he's still a tight end. He's not a guy that scares you on the outside. But uh, I think that he's going to be a beast, especially if he goes to New England too, just because they know how to use those two tight end sets. All right. And the uh, Mr. Irrelevant, who's not so irrelevant, <laughs> but he's irrelevant in our fucking draft here because we're only doing the first round tim we got the eagles on the clock at 32 what do you got bring it I, home fdme i think that uh if you're the eagles you have a stacked roster right now so you have the ability to take the best player available and in my opinion that's sony michelle the <laughs> running back uh from georgia like listen the dude was is a beast he has everything you need in terms of what you're looking for in a runner. Is he a generational type runner? No, but I think that he's a Pro Bowl type runner. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, you have JHI there, but you saw how they made a three-headed backfield work. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt is long gone to the Lions. So this is a plug-and-play there, and I, I like him. I, I think that he's not going to be asked to do too much, and he has the... He has that, you know, potential. Also, I just want to say one player's name that's probably not going to go into the third round, but I think is going to be a stud in this draft. Equinamius St. Brown, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. If you guys haven't seen already the St. Brown family story. Um, it was a real sports. HBO's real sports. Yeah. Please go ahead and look at that. His dad was a two-time Mr. Universe, three-time Mr. World. His his mom was a German athlete that killed uh, tracks. Uh, he is 
These kids, you talk about a well-rounded kid. These kids are absolutely. <laughs> she, she wasn't a rapper. She was a runner. Tracks. Yeah, she, was, she was a runner. She's a track and field. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I want to go back on Sony Michelle. Yeah, one of the reasons why I don't want the Giants to take Barkley at two is because Sony Michelle is one of those guys. I think that if you take day two, you can get similar kind of production. Also, I strongly disagree that he's the best available. I think that Darius Geis is a better running back. I would even say hot take. I don't think the drop off between Barkley and Geis is that big. Uh, he stood out a lot when he would fill in from Leonard Fournette when he was over at LSU also. And a lot of people thought that he was the better running back than Fournette. And Fournette was the fourth pick in the draft last year. So I think guys in an ideal world for me to have a boner for the next six months would be Rosen at two. And then the Giants get guys in the second round. Mm. Interesting. I like guys. Guys is going to be. There's a, there's a few of them. We didn't even mention Nick Chubb, too, who's another stud running back. Rashad Perry. Perry or Penny, is it? I think it's I think it's Perry. I don't know. Anyway, he, he's a stud also. I, I do My remember. favorite running back that no one's talking about, Royce Freeman is going to be a beast out of Oregon. Remember that name. When he's, when you guys are all putting in waivers for him. Royce the 5'9". Remember that. Royce Freeman, Oregon. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. That's our first round mock. We'll see what the fuck happens. Nice. I know this is the football show, but Brandon Belt just put up a 21 pitch at bat. Jesus. What the fuck? Isn't that like a whole inning? That's that's the record. Anyway, he saw 21 pitches. What were you going to say? Uh, day two, I think New England finds their quarterback. There's a kid named uh, Luke Falk. Mm, I heard Washington that. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a, People he was like a him record a breaker in Pac-12. Yeah, and also in the games that they played Rosen and Darnold the last couple of years, he outshined them. And Washington State is no powerhouse. This is Jimmy G 2.0. I was last, just going to say that. Well, Jimmy, D, Jimmy G came from a small school. Last Washington State quarterback to get drafted was Jake Locker? Or was that just Washington? No, that's, that's just that's Washington. Washington. But, yo, Luke Falk is a guy who... There were some mock drafts. Falk is a big at the dude, end, too. At the end of last year, there was those way too early mock drafts for next year. They had him in the top five. They also had Mason Rudolph top five also. And now well, Heisman favorite too coming. Yeah, so this is a dude, man. Luke Falk, remember him? He's he he's gonna be nice, man. If he gets a chance and he goes to the right team with the with the right mind at, at quarterback, yo, he would be dope on a team like New England, like the Saints, to be an heir apparent to these guys that are you know on the back nine. Pittsburgh, mm. I like him. All right, well, uh, we'll find out what happens uh, on draft day. See if we got any of these draft out. day. Very nervous. Johnny Manziel. Here. You well, say? I'm nervous. I don't. Know. I want to speak for the Giant fans. But I'm very nervous. Literally anyone who's ever so asked me, anyone very who's, nervous room. Who's like, yo, who do you want at two? I'm I was nervous. like, I really just want to close my eyes and hope for the best here. It's crazy because the the Jets, usually, the Giants never pick in the top. The Jets usually pick around like six, seven. <laughs> Jets are always here. Yes, but but it's like six, seven, so it's nah, not it as exciting. You know what I mean? I'm fucking hyped. And now for New York too, back to back picks. Crazy. Second and third pick. If only the draft was still here. So Sandwich good. us in between Cleveland. Usually that's a bad thing, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, boss, where can they find you? At Endavito27 on Twitter and the gram. Tim? At Tim Petrob on all social media sites, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Brodo Fantasy is the spot to go to for your baseball needs in fantasy, obviously. And also, tacos and, tacos and liquor on all music streaming services by Johnny Petrop. Again, that is tacos and liquor. Check it out. LandVM10 on all social media outlets. Uh, for veterans minimum, go out to iTunes and uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah. And uh, write a review. Rate, review. Give us a five star. 
Give us five Johnny Garganos, right, boss? Five star, Mister wow. Dave Meltzer, giving five star matches out. So give us five stars. You yeah, know what I'm saying? We appreciate the the Facebook love as well. Go go rate us on that Facebook because a lot of a lot of nice comments on that Facebook. Some are like Tim should shut up, but you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, Imp never shut up, Tim. <laughs> Tim never shut up, please ever. I my family's been telling me the opposite for a long time. Shut up. Yeah, nah. We're, we're your real family. <laughs> I Don't talk a lot. I N P Y seven one eight. Joey's face right now. Yo, we funny. love you. We love you too, man. <laughs> what you laughed at what I said? Yeah, you're acting like this kid's an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> we're, your, we're your real family. Don't worry. I swear to God. It's like, dude, relax. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Sanagato. Go follow the show at Veterans Minimum on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Type it in. You'll see it. Uh, and yeah, that is the draft. That is all. Suck it. Thanks for listening. Let's do it Thursday. Draft. Again.